What's up, everybody? It's Friday. Back at it like we mad at it. Hey, you know how we do it on these Fridays? We have those exclusive interviews that you can only find here. We have fun doing it. We're bringing the special guests. We bring the athletes to the fans. But before we can do that, you know how we do it. I got to bring in the second man. What's up, player? Hey, hey, man, what's that? I do with all the league guard. Don't say the league guard without the junior. Man, look, I'm bucked up today. It's Friday. We got a Grambling great, a Louisiana great. We got an interview with Bruce Eugene. Man, it can't be any better. What's happening with you? How's it going on man. your win? Hey, it's Friday. Like you say, the weekend is upon us. Only thing I hope is better is them damn Cowboys do they supposed to do Sunday. But I digress. <laughs> we don't say that for, uh, for our Sunday show. But look, we definitely going to get this thing started. We're going to get, uh, we're going to bring in none other than. They better have their damn chin straps buckle up because we got some form. <laughs> Let's go, Bruce. Take it out, baby. See what you got. Hey, put your dog strap on, Bruce. Bruce Eugene, quarterback. A lot of people, when they see my side, they can't believe I play quarterback. But, you know, when they see me, they. Bruce Kid. Hey, I ain't never heard a damn champion complaining about no damn right. Your ass won't be the damn champ. Ain't no shit that you complaining. My dad's in prison. He's been in prison about eight years now. My mom's working two and three jobs to provide for the family. Hey man, look that hey that G just get me all bucked up. But hey, we gonna wait no more, no more way. We gonna bring in the Gramlin great, the none other than you know what I'm saying, Louisiana's finest, Walter L. Corn, made up town, Bruce Eugene. What's happening with your partner? What's up, my dudes? What's up? What's up, man? Happy to be here, Already. man. Hey, hey look, hey. hey, shout out to your shoulder. Thanks for hanging out with us. Definitely gonna check you out on Thursday, the speaking show. But hey, man, how's it going? You down there in New York? Where you calling in from? Yeah. I'm calling from Big Apple, man. You know what I'm saying? We are. I'm out here. I've been out here about 12 years, you know, coaching, doing my thing, man. So, you know, it's been fun. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Look, you could tell he's been out there in New York. He's like, you know, I've been out here, you know, 12 years doing my thing. I'm out here, man. What's up with that, man? Like, uh... <laughs> I kind of lost my little New Orleans lingo a little bit. You know what I'm saying? When I go, when I always, every time I go back home, everybody like, everybody like, yo, man, yo. You see what I'm saying? Yo, what I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in York so long. You lost your lingo. Right. You know hey. it's, it's, it's cool, man. It's cool, man. Hey, so look, first thing, you know what I'm saying? So I, I got to test it. So in New Orleans, we go to the corner store. What what, what, what we go get a hot sausage from? Where we go? What, like, where we go to the corner store? What, what's what's up the there? Store in New Orleans, but in New York, you go to the bodega, baby. You, know, <laughs> you, you, you gotta go see you gotta go see Ock and the Arabs, baby. You know what I'm saying? You, the, <laughs> you gotta see old Ock and them, Ock and them with the big head. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, before we get this, before we get this thing started, man, what's your favorite food out there in uh, New York? Oh man, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie to you, but the jerk chicken, jerk chicken. Oh, 
Oh man. So in the in so in between time of you coaching, you know, shout out to you doing big things out there in uh, New York, you know, with your coaches. So we see that you, you know, you taking uh time to you know to uh see the fine things of New York. But one of the um top recruits uh quarterbacks coming from out there, what's his name? Oh man, that's my kid, man. Noah Bowden, man. Noah's Noah's on the one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He had over 20 plus offers, you know what I'm saying? But he decided to make that trip and go to the HBCU side, man. I'm proud of him. He's about 6'4", about 215. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's me, taller, more handsome. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He has my mentality, man, but that's my guy, man. That's my quarterback, and uh, he's like a son to me, man. But Noah Bowden is the dude, man. All right, well, hey, we're gonna welcome, we're gonna welcome Noah down to the bodega, to the corner store in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we're gonna bring him on. What's up with you, Noah? How's it going? Hey, what's going on? Oh, good, good, good. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for hanging out. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Noah Bowden? Uh, well, oh. <clears throat> um, basically, I'm the quarterback at Christ the King. Um, six four, got about 20, 22 offers. I'm committed to Grambling State, though. Wow, wow, it's a big commitment. I you said that with your chest, man. I believe it. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. So, hey, heard- G, that G special, man. Hey, GSU, you know, I'm a uh, Grambling, you know, I didn't have the opportunity to play you know, play uh, football, but I had the opportunity to march up and down the field of Grambling State University in the Bay. Yeah. So, um, exactly. Wow, man, I, I appreciate that. We appreciate that. Uh, definitely uh, out there. Look, look no, no, don't understand what's about to happen once he touched that campus, man. He he hit that world fame. He hey. hit that world fame. <laughs> I'm already in it on social media. I can imagine when I get there. Oh, man. <laughs> Give me yeah. That. Man, I'm telling you, like that neck. Hey, I'm gonna tell you, you know, one thing that's going like the football team used to always say, like, play that neck. They like play that neck. Like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Oh, 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 oh. And I'm like, hey, I'm jealous. Like, hey, every time Pastor threw a touchdown, we doing that, man. I'm telling you, like, we we played that song lots of times during his years. So, um, Yo, I'm taking them down to the games this spring. We gonna we gonna hit the games this spring. Nice. Nice, nice. So, uh, you know, before we um, let you get up out of here, you know, what, what's some, what, you know, what do you expect about, you know, um, an HBCU? Like, you, you committed to Grammar, we appreciate that, but, you know, what is your expectation? Uh, my expectation is to go there and win a championship in the HBCU, do, do what my coach did, break his records, be better than he was, be number one, and like to be my number two. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Ask what's up. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. Love okay. the confidence, man. Okay, say that again, young fella. Okay. <laughs> We're going to switch up the screens here. So you number one, he's number two. Yeah. You know, the record, like, on the, you know, the uh, most most yards, you know, all that. All that. I, to- I told you he's different, man. <laughs> he, he's, he's me reincarnated, like I told you. Much taller, much more handsome. You know what I'm saying? But... My attitude. He definitely had that charisma. So you definitely sound like you have some uh, good leadership in you. So, man, that's very impressive. Um, definitely, you know, don't want to keep you. You got any shout outs you want to give? Um, uh, shout out to Miss Bobby. Uh, shout out.
Oh. You there, Noah? Hello? Yeah. What'd you say, Noah? I uh, said shout out to all my teammates, my coaches, Miss Bobby, uh, my mom and dad. That's pretty much it. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Shout out and to you. Your future grand fam, man. Your future grand fam. Yes, sir. Exactly. Let, them know. Let them know. Just like that, as we do grand fam, man. Like, uh, hey, that's we have rich culture, rich history, and uh, we have a culture of winning. And it's good to hear that, you know, you come with that winning mentality because this guy – like he said, he might not look like a quarterback, but that guy wins. So, and you win too. So, shout out to you, man. Thank you for hanging out with. Me. Thank you. He know, he, he know what it is. See, like, when, you know, I used I used to out throw him before. Now, you know, what I'm saying, I don't, I, I got to warm up a little bit more now. <laughs> <laughs> like before, you know, like when when I'm warmed up, I get out there and be like, all right, let's go. He knows we get after it, but after a while, you know, my mind's gonna hurt, and I gotta ice it up and. And everything else, <laughs> he'd be like, oh, "You done, huh, old man?" I'm like, "Yeah, you got me. I'm shot. Like, listen, I'm gone. I'm out of here." <laughs> I'm shot, man. Nice, nice. That's funny, but you know, definitely. Um, gotta give a little background because a lot of people don't know. Like, you know, uh, I knew, but I knew you before you made it to Grambling, and I met you because yeah. uh, you played at where? What high school you played for? Walter L. Cohen, man, the great man, the Walter L. Cohen. Uh, I played for James Warren, country. That was my godfather. That was my guy, man. Taught me the game. Taught me everything, you know what I'm saying? We didn't have all the glitz and the glamour at Cohen back when I was playing, you know what I'm saying? But Coach Warren, God bless the dead, he was – he took the time, took me in his crib, you know what I'm saying? Like, we – it was it, man. You know what I'm saying? I watched old videos of him when he was playing with the Oakland Raiders. Cause he wow. Was, uh, if you guys remember the, the great Franco Harris catch – when he caught out the helmet, the last guy that died with him going into the end zone was Coach Warren. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but let wow. me tell you how, how – if he had five more yards, he was caught because he was the starting cornerback on the other side. So he came <laughs> the field and met him right before he went in the end zone. Five more yards, he tackled, but, man – I can say he 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 did everything for me. That was that was my guy. That was my mentor. Taught me how to be a man. Taught me how to treat women. Like he was everything to me, man. So, wow. like I said, God bless the dead man. I know he watching over me. I know he proud, but it's wow. my guy. Hey, shout out to you, Raymond. Thanks for uh, hanging out with. We see you in the uh, you know in the watch party. But so yeah, you know, definitely. So I met you at, at uh, when I was at Grand when you was at Cohen. You know, same type yeah. of you know same type of swag. You know, and it, it was they telling me they're like, yeah, you know, he's the next thing, like the next big thing coming from uh, you know, coming from New Orleans. And I'm like, what are you playing lineman? You know what I'm saying? They're like, no, he played quarterback. I said, no, bro, no, because you know me, my thing is track. So I'm like, okay, let's race. Because they were saying how quick he is. Hey man. He, he he got me. Well, no, we all show. No, I got him, got dog. You know what I'm saying? I tore him up. I'll hit that like that. <laughs> but uh, man, definitely. So like, that was very surprising to see how limber, how quick you were on your feet. So, how did you get the name Round Mount? Where did that come that's from? Coach, that's Coach Williams, man. Coach Coach, Coach Doug Williams. <laughs> Doug used to give me so many names. Fat back. Yeah. <laughs> You know, between Doug and, and social media, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people didn't know how to explain me and who I was and what I did. Like, I wasn't your average quarterback. I wasn't the prototypical 6'3", 6'4", guy. 
you know, that wasn't me. I was six foot, six one, you know what I'm saying? But you can line me up with the best of them. We can go throw for throw and everything else. So, you know, between running and passing and everything else, once round mountain touchdown came around, you know what I'm saying? That was so funny because right now today I got a Grambling hat and on the side I got stitched in round mountain touchdowns. <laughs> 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 so, you know, it kind of stuck with me, man. You know what I'm saying? That everywhere I go, you know what I'm saying? People mention it and everything else. And I guess they, I guess they think I get offended for them. I'm like, for what? Right. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's because you've always been confident in who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like you used to go out there on the field, you used to be ready. Like you would throw that thing from end zone to end zone. And if you had to take off and run, you would put, you, you, you were running like I'm seeing their eyes getting big. <laughs> like me, I was a competitor, man. I wanted to, I can do, I was pretty much a little guy trapped in a big guy's body. You know what I'm saying? Because in high school, I played point guard. You know what I'm saying? I was, I played point guard. I played shooting guard prior to that. You know what I'm saying? Like I played quarterback. So I played all the positions the little guys normally played. But mm. I did it better. I did it better. So that's why so, you probably that's why you got a strong uh strong head on you like that. So and strong mm-hmm. mental uh toughness. Very impressive. So, you know, what was your high school recruitment or your high school recruitment experience? You know, like I'm pretty sure you had a lot of offers, but you know, what was it like? Believe it or not, I really didn't. You know what I'm saying? Because again, like I told you, corn, like the way New Orleans football is now, how the social media surrounding and everything else, how the media is and everything else, and all the the support they have now, it wasn't like that back when I was in school. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had the John Curtis, who was dominant every year. You know what I'm saying? You had uh, Carr, who was pretty good. You had the uh, old Perry Walker, who was so-so, but they would always lose to the Rummels, the Brother Martins, the John Curtis. You know, we always lost to them, so the hood schools always lost to them. You know, Carr beat, Carr beat John Curtis a few times, but it wasn't the recruiting wise, it wasn't crazy like that. Not for our school. You know what I'm saying? Wow. We didn't win much. We didn't win much. So when we finally won my senior year, it was the year I got hurt. And I got hurt against McMain and I still remember the play. I was trying to throw a screen. Screen wasn't there. And I dude had me wrapped up. And I was still instead of going down, I was still trying to make the play, holding up, holding up, holding up, because he had trouble trying to take me down. And I completed the pass uh to my running back, John Perkins. And John broke it for a long run. And I ended up, they normally would see me hit the ground and get right back up. Mm. But on this play, I didn't get back up. You know what I'm saying? When they when I didn't get back up, they knew something was wrong with me. You know what I'm saying? So I broke my ankle on that play. And during it's crazy because at that point in the game in the second quarter, I had 275 yards passing. You know, oh. uh, yeah. So LSU was at the game. LSU. The old LSU before who they are now, you know, LSU was there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, uh, Arkansas, um, and there was one other school. So once they saw once they saw I was hurt, a lot of people backed off of me. You know what I'm saying? You know, they, they look at you as damaged goods and everything else. So um, Texas Southern was hard on me because uh, they had Cortez Hankton, who's my boy. You know what I'm saying? Hank was there. Uh, my boy Roney was there from St. Aug. And all them. So I had some dudes that was there, and I was going to go because of my mm. relationship with them. But the coach lied and say I committed to them, which kind of turned me off. And Grambling came in, and all I knew was Grambling. 
You know what I'm saying? My uncle was in the band, Jubilee them, you know what I'm saying? The whole hood and everything. And I was like, that's all I knew. So when I got the opportunity to go, I took it. And I and I and I and I walked on. I was a preferred walker. I didn't even go on scholarship. I passed up the scholarship to Texas Southern to take the walk-on role at Grambling. Wow. Wow, that's commitment, man. Like wow, that, like that is the G right there, man. That's impressive. I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah. So, so with recruitment. When I got there though, because I, <laughs> I was number six. So I got a quick question. Other, yeah. So you just told us your experience about that. You know, you said that the TSU coach had turned you off as far as like, you know, announcing that you had signed and you hadn't. What type of advice did you give to Noel going into his recruitment process to kind of, you know, give him the ins and outs of it? You know, you know, what's crazy. I kind of, we, I talk with him through the process, but I kind of let him make his own decisions. You know what I'm saying? Granted, I, I am in support system. You know what I'm saying? I'm his backbone. I'm a rock with him wherever he goes. He can go to, he can go to any I. He can go wherever he wants to. He knows I'm rocking with him. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it was more like, you got to go to this school. You got to choose a school because I ain't going back to college. You are. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? The you make, the decision you make, I am going to give my input. And I am going to tell you how I think you fit in with that certain school. So I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even, I didn't even tell Noah to come to Grambling. I didn't what? tell Noah to come to Grambling. Wow. Because I didn't, I didn't want Noah to feel like I'm going to, I didn't want him to feel like I'm making him go there. Now, if you want to go, it's because you want to go. Not because coach is coaching me and he making me go to Grambling. I tried to get him, I tried to get him to go to Kansas. <laughs> Les Miles. I tried to get him to go to the University of Kansas because Les Miles is there. And then they had Brent Deerman as the new offensive coordinator, and he's running that spread RPO system, which I run a little bit of. Like, I'm a multi, I'm a multiple uh, offense-type person. But I just felt like, okay, you can go in there because they suck. You can go <laughs> in there, play as a freshman, you know what I'm saying, and do true. your thing. <laughs> right. Like, true. You're like, you just got at the whole team. Like, man. <laughs> With you. Like even right now, they're struggling because their quarterback play sucks. I'm saying so when all this stuff started going down with the Black Lives Matter and everything else, that's when it kind of hit me with with Noah was like, Coach, I think I want to do the HBCU thing. So me, I'm wow. like, man, start playing. <laughs> <laughs> because again, Again, I don't want you to feel like you have to do it because of me. So, with that being said, when he came to me, he was like, I want to do the HBCU thing. I want to be a trendsetter. Now, mind you, Noah had 20, like, like 22, 23 offers. So, wow. he had Oregon. He had Tennessee. He had Virginia Tech. He had Georgia Tech. Like, he had offers. Wow. And when he came to me with it, he said, he said, Coach, I want to do the black college thing. So my exact words to him after he told me that was, you know, there's only one school I'm allowing you to go to now. <laughs> <laughs> right, look, look, hold on. Now, I got, look, look, now I'm talking to you. <laughs> like, like, you can make your decision, but when you say, I want to go to a black college, oh, my brother. There's only, only one. one you can go to. <laughs> only one. And he was, he, he was like, let's do it. He's like, I want to go there anyway because 
I want to break all your records. I say, now let the shit talking begin. <laughs> <laughs> You know that's 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 what it is, man. When he when he committed, he told Coach Fives, he said, "Look, I'm coming here for one reason, one reason only." Coach, like, what's that? He said to break every record Coach Bruce has. <laughs> not one every not record. Everyone, everyone. Record. He said, "I want to finish first, and he finished second. And I told him, "I said, look, good luck at breaking the records, and good luck with you finishing second because you ain't catching my record." <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that was nice. That was nice. So, you know, recruitment being the way it was during your time in New Orleans, like, you know, what other sports, you know, uh, you were successful doing, you know, you played in during high school. I was nice, man. I was I was a point guard, like I told you. I used to I, <laughs> I, I started off I started off as a shooting guard, right? And I ain't played mm-hmm. no defense. So coach already knew. If I'm putting Bruce in the game, Bruce in the game for one reason, one reason only to shoot. I ain't playing defense. Asked me to play defense. Coach used to look at the roster and put me on the put my sorriest person in the lineup. So, wow. I, so you know how the other team be like, they take their worst plans and stick them in a the corner and be like, you just stay, move out the way of the offense. That's the dude I was guarding. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dude no. I was they knew I was playing no defense. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna definitely have to. We gotta look up. So you gotta show us that shot. You probably had one of them shots like that. You just just throw it up. You had a nice shot. We got to check that oh. shot out. Oh, I can stroke it. Hey, wait, is that I New York City? Well, you ain't getting pulled over, are you? Oh no, nah, I ain't getting pulled over. That's the ambulance, man. You know how they they trying. Oh to- wait, I'm about to say, <laughs> man. Hey, this hey, this is only what we do on Sports Talking Friend. SDWF, man, exclusive New York City traffic. <laughs> <laughs> They ain't going nowhere fast. They're just trying to get through the light so they don't have to wait. Hey, I'm from New Orleans. I know when it when it hits you with that whoop whoop, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I already know. I already know. You but need, uh, need whoop, whoop. every five minutes. <laughs> so uh what made you want to play the quarterback position? Because you know, you said you was uh you played basketball, you was good at you know every you know, every position you played. So what made you want to play quarterback? You know what? Um, you know, in the hood, you know, in the hood, when you used to play pitch up tackle, or you playing touch. I don't know that. They used to pick. They used to be like, "Yo, uh, yo, throw it to me." So they knew I had a strong arm. So every time somebody played touch, I was always the quarterback. I wanted to run routes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, my big ass routes. I wanted to catch the <laughs> Right. <laughs> so you want the little dudes? The little dudes always running. Nah, I want to run routes. I want to route you up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When that went down, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was like, yo, come on, man. So I was always the quarterback. Everybody always wanted me because I had a strong arm and everything else. And once I once I got I'm gonna believe it or not, once I got the corn, right? I wasn't even gonna play football. Oh wow. I was at, I was at corn for basketball. They've you know what I'm saying? They have rich history in basketball. So what you say? They corn has a rich history in basketball in the city, so Absolutely. So, so I was there for basketball. So it was during the summer. We had summer practice getting ready for uh, the summer league, the basketball, summer basketball A-A-U? league. Not AAU. You know, like the high school basketball league that you oh. have at Trimble and everything else. Mm-hmm. So I was there for that. We practiced and everything else. And the football team was out there. So before our practice, 
you know, I was just out there with my boys from the project who was coming to corn for football practice. So I was going to hang with them to basketball practice and then go about my business. Well, <laughs> while I was out there, I pick up the ball. I'm just throwing the ball with him, throwing it deep. That's when Coach Warren walks out the locker room and he asks, who the fuck is that? <laughs> right. <laughs> he come up to me like, son, you want to play football? I'm like, hell no. I quit football when I was <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I quit when I was playing you. You think I'm about to play now? Right. <laughs> you know, all my, all my boys from the hood were like, come on, man, come on. We play in the hood and everything else. You 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 play quarterback. You you gonna be all right, you ain't gonna get hit. So they suckered me into it. So <laughs> see, you know, I'll give it a try. So while I was while we was out there at practice, it was like seven quarterbacks. And remember um Clarence Verdan, who mm-hmm. played for the Indians. Coach, that was our offensive coordinator. Oh, wow. So, they never gave me reps, though. They wanted me to come play, <laughs> but never gave me reps. So I used to just come to practice, dress out, and just stand there and look. Bruh. Because he used to just give he used to just give the starting quarterback, Charles Alexander, all the reps. Nobody right. else. So I'm like, yo, like. So one day, Coach Warren comes out there, and Coach Warren say, look, I don't want nobody to throw the damn ball but him. <laughs> Wow. So he, so that's when, you know, Coach Vernon was like, yo, we working on something. He said, all right, work on it with him. I want to see him throw the ball. So wow. when, once I went to throwing the ball, you know, Clarence Vernon was like, damn. So I went from number seven to number two before the first game. <laughs> damn. Now, let me trip you out about this. The very first game, the starting quarterback, Charles Alexander, Breaks his ankle the very first play of the Bruh. Hey, so, that, that. <laughs> not ankle breaking going on. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, wait, they just broke his ankle. And he's like, yo, Bruce, warm up. I'm standing right next to coach. Bruce, warm up. I'm like, yo, Bruce, warm up. <laughs> like, yo, you warm up. I said, man, I'm not going out there. <laughs> Look, hey, that's that little guy in that little guy on the inside coming out. Yes, sir. <laughs> exactly. So I ended up going out there. We ended up losing 12-6, right? The 12 points that the other team scored was because of me, because I threw two interceptions to the house. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, they got close around me. No, you can have this football. Get this <laughs> Oh, so that's how you got fast. Okay. <laughs> so that 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 was my coming into the quarterback story. And as the year went on, you know, it's crazy. We got better and better. You know what I'm saying? I started to take to the position. You started, like anything else, man, you know, when you're first doing it, you're nervous. You know what I'm saying? You're afraid. You, you, don't, you don't know if you can really do it. But then as it went on, I got better and better. And before you know it, I started to really apply myself to the position because I knew I wasn't gonna go to the NBA. I'm six foot six one. They got goddamn point guard six four six <laughs> five six six. <laughs> if I if if I'm gonna get out, my I knew my way out was through football. So that's why I started to put a lot a lot more attention in the football and everything else. Wow. So I'm glad you brought that up because you know one thing is like. You go from a school with rich basketball his roots and history in the city to us, you know, to a school, a university, Grambling State, that has rich football history. So, you know, how did you become a Grambling State G-Man? You know, what, you know, 
I know you went to practice, you know, what moment, you know, what experience where you was like, you know what? I'm committed to Grant. I'm a G man. So like I said, I told you about the recruiting thing. So Melvin Spears um, came to New Orleans to go, and he went to Carver to go uh, see Lanier's L page. You know what I'm saying? So Jack Phillips, who was Carver head coach at that time, was a Grambling alum. So everybody knew L page wasn't going to go black college. L page was big time. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that knew Carver, he made them go. You know what I'm saying? So L page ended up committing to Tulane. So Jack Phillips told Melvin, like, look, if you're looking for a quarterback, Cohen High School has a quarterback over there you need to go and check out. So Melvin Spears came over there. I was in the gym shooting around because we had a game that day. He called me, he calls me down. So once he called me down, we in the library and we just talking. You know, we talking football. So he went to putting up defenses. Like, how would you break this defense down? So I dissected the show. You know what I'm saying? What would you do to this? You know what I'm saying? Because, again, he was the offense coordinator. So, you know, he quizzing me and everything else. So I'm just dazzling him. Like, it doesn't matter what you give to me. Like, I would do this. This is my read right here and everything else. So he like, damn. <laughs> so he was like, uh, you play basketball? I'm like, yeah, I'm the starting point guard. He said, point guard? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, we have a game tonight. You should come through. <laughs> you recruit him for the stand. <laughs> <laughs> So he comes, he comes to the game, and he sits in there. And I that night I had about eighteen points, like fifteen assists. Oh damn! And his eyes, he was like, "Wait, I just saw this big motherfucker play point guard, <laughs> going people dishing this thing, scoring it." So you know, he went back and he went to coach. Wait, he went to Doug. He was like, "Look, there's a quarterback at Cohen High School." You know, he's about six feet, six one. You know what I'm saying? He's about 250 pounds. There, there. So Doug was like, I don't want him. I don't want him. <laughs> so Spears tells him he's going to come. He's going to walk on. We don't got to give him no money. He's going to walk on. You know, he, he his parents say, he, his mother says she believes in me and everything else. He wants to be at Grambling. He's going to walk on. So he's like, all right, he can walk on, but I ain't giving him no money and everything else. So Spears told him, I bet you a thousand dollars. Oh, he's the best. He'll be the best quarterback to come through here. Ooh, like that. So, so Spears and Doug made a bet. He said he told he bet Doug that he'll break every record you have. So Doug mm. took that bet. So once he took that bet, one once I found out about the bet, that put that chip on my shoulder. Nice. Two, <laughs> Two, I was already number six in the quarterback. So the two quarterbacks they had in front of me were on scholarship, Aaron Thomas and Jerozowski Lee. Then they had another quarterback from a JUCO that transferred in, J.J. Brown. And then they had Randy Himes there and Michael May. So they had me as number six. Five quarterbacks on scholarship, and I was the only one that wasn't. But I was the best one. Against all odds. So, like I said, I just took that me versus me versus the world approach. And I worked. And I prepared and I trained. And I think my my the moment that made me realize that, yo, I'm gonna do this thing. I'm at Grambling, I'm at Grambling to stay, was when we used to practice and I was on the scout team. So every time I used to go against the defense, seven on seven, everything else, I used to light them up. <laughs> I used to like the and our defense was real good. It was good. You know I mean? Yeah, I remember that. We had Kelvin Spears, Kelvin Pearson, 
Robert Taylor, Terrence Dukes. We had dudes. Right. And we used to tear them up. And all of them used to be like, yo, man, our future bright, man. Like I'm saying, like, yo, you the truth, young buck. You know, you the truth. You know what I'm saying? And they used to always give me my props. And I'm like, okay, okay, I belong here. And then they redshirted me, which I was upset. I remember that. But I had to go through the process. And that spring game, I went five for seven for like 153 yards and three touchdowns. And Damn. I told Coach Williams then, you can't redshirt me no more. Let me in. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That's when I realized that I belong there and I can really do this. And the very next year, Randy and I were splitting time together. Randy and I split time together my redshirt freshman year. I so that. I went from being number six to number two. Michael Mays, who was the backup, went from being the start of the first game to the backup for the rest of the season to third string behind me for the next Jeez. year. You know what I'm saying? And once I got in that spot, there was no looking back. It was, it was only up from there. So, like I said, Randy and I were roommates, so we used to always talk the game. You know what I'm saying? We used to always talk about the game, support each other and everything else. And Randy knew one thing about me. Like, look, I'm going to keep that pressure on you because I need you to continue to get, you know what I'm saying, to stay on top of your game because we got to win. So if you can't do it, I'm a, I'm always ready. And it was cool. It was cool, and it, it, it ended up working out because I ended up kind of helping Randy get dr drafted for, at wide receiver because the game I went to quarterback versus Alabama State, he went to wide receiver, and he had, a, like, he had like 16 catches for like 200 yards. In the game? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Good like, back then. That's when, that's when it hit like, yo – I can do this and everything else. And like I said, it's you got you have your moments. I had my ups and my downs, you know what I'm saying? But it was definitely more ups and downs. Nice. That's how you know you're winning. So, you know, during this time, you know, you had the chip on your shoulder, you you grinding, you working out. Like, what was your training schedule like? You know, did you train every day, practice every day? Like, how did you, you know, how did you prepare yourself? Man, every day I was in the film room. If we wouldn't, if I wasn't partying. Really, because again, I, I want money. I want to show you I deserve money. You know what I'm saying? So I spent a lot of time in the film room with Coach Spears, a lot of time in the film room with Coach Sammy White, you know, just watching old game films, like game films from 2019 season, we say from the 2000, from the 1999 season, you know what I'm saying? Before I even got there, because that was the same offense they were running. And I, I got to watch Lionel Hayes. Big Ski, throw that thing around. <laughs> so right. I got to watch that offense, watch him operate. So I wanted to make sure when I had my opportunities, I didn't want to make the same mistakes. So I watched all those old games to help me prepare for when I had my opportunity. And then once I got my opportunity, nothing changed. I spent a lot, of, I spent many nights, I'm talking about 10, 11 o'clock at night in the film room, watching film with Coach Spears, you know what I'm saying? Getting prepared and everything else. The one thing people can tell you, I was always prepared. I was hmm. always prepared. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't the fastest. Like I always tell you, I wasn't the fastest. Uh, I wasn't the, the smallest and everything else, but I was definitely the smartest person on the field. You can bet that. You can like bet how that. You wrote. Man, so, you know, with all of this good sports, all these, you know, good influences, what was the sports icon and influenced you the most during your whole, you know, your whole career? You know, you know, starting up, and you're like, I guess what, from high school to college, and or you know, just in general. 
You know what's crazy? I, w I was a big Dante Culpepper fan. You know what I'm saying? And that was my, and that was my guy. You already know. Get your roll on, man. Exactly. If you want yeah, to get... I used to have it rolling, baby. You know what I'm saying? I so, remember that, yeah. I got to give a shout out to, to Lance Sawyer, man, who played who played for the Minnesota Vikings. To Lance met me. You know, I met him one time when we was in Monroe. You know what I'm saying? And to Lance, you know, and I was like, yo, I play quarterback. He was like, yo, you remind me of Pep, man. You remind me of Pep. You know what I'm saying? So to Lance introduced me to Cold Pepper. And then one spring break, uh, Cold Pepper flew me out to Orlando, me and Henry Tobin, my wide receiver, to come hang out with him and the boys and the family and everything else. And man, look, I, I'm not going to even lie to you, man. That was probably one of my best moments ever because it was like, yo, like, this is my idol who everybody compares me to. And he flew me out to his crib, his actual crib. You know what I'm saying? Like, we in the, I'm, I'm in the Rolls Royce. He pulled up at the airport, the Rolls Royce. <laughs> like that? That was like, that was like, that was like before selfies. I'd have been all like this. <laughs> left, left the price tag, left the price tag on the window for all the haters. <laughs> so you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, back, I'm back there in the window, like pointing to the side. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was, man, look, it was it was a surreal moment, man. But he 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 did it up for us, man. He put us in the hotel. You know what I'm saying? He showed us a good time, took us shopping, man. It was like, and then once we got back, we kept in touch. He sent me a lot of cleats and everything else. So you know what I'm saying? Like, it was that was my guy, man. Like, Pep was my wow. guy, man. I, and like, it's crazy. And when I lost, I ended up losing all my contacts. You know what I'm saying? I know he's not a big social media guy, so I've been, I've been reaching out to people like, "Yo, Pep, hit me up, man. I just want to see how you're doing and everything else." But nah, man, he was the guy, and I, I, I felt bad how things finished up with him in Minnesota, though. He was that dude. It was wow. for sure. Facts, facts. So, uh, yeah. man, you told us you're a sports icon, but you know what was your childhood football moment? You know, um, when did you start playing football? Was it in you played uh, park ball? <laughs> So I played park ball for, for Clay Park. Coach Gip, that was my guy, man. So I played I played for Clay Park. I was uh I Well where's Clay? Tell wait, because not everyone knows, you know, not everyone from New Orleans. We got, you know, we're worldwide. So where is Clay Park? Clay Park is in the eleven war on the Nation. Uh I forgot the cross streets, but I know definitely know it's See? on the Nation. You 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 yep. got your New Orleans car revoked, man. I bet you I tell you what, what the closest bodega is on Sixth Street in uh. South <laughs> <laughs> but hey, to our listeners and our viewers, uh, Clay Parky, uh, Eleven War of y'all from Grambling. That's DJ Jubilee Town, you know. So uh, you know what I'm saying? That's that's I played for Coach Gip, man. And, you know what I'm saying? Coach Gip, the same the same stuff I do now with my kids. Coach Gip did with me. You know what I'm saying? Was picking me up. Dropping me off, taking me to sporting events, taking me to games, everything else. Like he took me under his wing, young, and really held it down for me. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I played one year, and then the next year I was overweight. So once I, so the, the next year when I was overweight, they tried to move me up to the big boys, to the 130, and everything else. I'm not with them. No. I I had that same moment. That's why I played I, in the band. <laughs> look, I'm not playing with those dudes up there. I quit. 
You know what I'm saying? So once I quit, you know what I'm saying? Once I quit, I just concentrated on football. I just concentrated on basketball when I was younger. So I was playing AAU, YBOA. You know what I'm saying? Like I was playing them all. Nice. And then, nice. um, like I said, I didn't go back to football until high school. Okay. Okay. So. Nice. So do you have any special routine or superstition before you play a big game? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? For me, for me, <laughs> it was more like, for me, it was more like one. I got to talk. My mother called me every morning, game day morning. And, and, and her exact words, she called me every morning. I could be sleeping and everything else. And I answer the phone and she'll yell, what time is it? <laughs> and then I'll be. Game time, mama. Game time. <laughs> this was, yo, I kid you not. This was every game day. Every game day. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I would I would get that. You know what I'm saying? And then prior to before I went on the field, I had to I had to see my mother, talk to my mother. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to know that she was there because other than that, I just felt uneasy. You know what I'm saying? I felt like things wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? Because my mother's my mother was a trooper, man. Let me tell you something. My mother, you want to talk about a woman who had a schedule to make to make every one of her kids sporting events? You had wow. you had you had my sister who was playing volleyball. She was playing every Tuesday and Thursday, right? You had my brother who was playing football. He was playing every Friday. And then you had me, every Saturday. So she used, to, she used to go from, she used to go from his game on Friday, then would go home, shower, shower and everything else, then get on a bus. She'll drive to Baton Rouge, park in Baton Rouge, and get on a bus from Baton Rouge that went to every Grambling game. It was a Baton Rouge alumni bus. Wow. So, and they would not leave until, until, she would make until she made it, unless she told them. I think my mother probably just missed one game. It was one game she didn't come to, and it was because some came up, and she couldn't come. You know what I'm saying? And the bus people was like, "Look, can we? Look, we can come get you." And then hit the road and everything. <laughs> they were like, it was like, "Nah, you the starting quarterback, mother. We need you there. Need <laughs> right? You. Play good. Knows you there and everything else." So. It was one of those. It was one of those type thing, and I think the game she didn't come to was Mississippi Valley, and that was my worst game because I threw Ooh. like four interceptions. That's normally yeah. our homecoming game against uh, Mississippi Valley. So man, wow! Yeah, I, right. threw, I threw four interceptions, and that was like, nah. I was like, yo, mine, you can't miss not another game. <laughs> not another, <laughs> not another, another game. You can't miss. <laughs> oh man! So what was your highest and your lowest sports moment? Um, highest. I've had, I've had a few. You know what I'm saying. One, like I said, uh, of course, breaking all the grounding records. Um, that was that was pretty dope. Uh, breaking the NCAA record for most passing touchdowns in the career. You know what I'm saying with 140. That was. Wow. That's that was dope. Um, but I I, I would have to say. You know what? I would have to say when I when I took the Wonderlick test. You know what I'm saying? When I went to the NFL Combine, because you know they consider 
they consider black quarterbacks to be pretty much illiterate and yep. not very yep. smart. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So lower IQ. When I went to the, when I went when I took that Wonder Look test at the combine, I had the highest Wonder Look score at the combine that year. Wow, but what I is a Wonder Look? Because like, uh, you know I'm a bad head. What's what is a Wonder What is that I had test? A Forty-one or forty-two. Forty-one or forty-two. Test is like an IQ test. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, the Wonderlick test is like an, it's an IQ test. Uh, it's, it's like 50 questions. You got 12 minutes to answer as many as you can. Wow. So for me, I ended up getting, I think it was 41 out of 42 or 42 out of 43 I got in 12 in twelve minutes. And I was mad the one I missed because I only missed that one because he was like 10 seconds. <laughs> so you know how it is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's not a pass-fail test. You know what I'm saying? But I ended up missing that when I was mad because you know me, I wanted to be perfect because I, I just wanted to show that look, I'm from a small school. I don't get the same looks and love as all the big schools. But guess what? I'm smart like I'm smarter than them and I'm better than them. Just give me give me the same opportunity. So that was my mindset and what I was trying to prove. So once when I did that, when I did that, I just felt like that was dope. Can't nobody else? Can't nobody really talk to me about? You know mm. what I'm saying? Not being, not being smart, uh, not being smart enough. So. Wait, wait, wait! Did I clap that up, man? Way to hold it down for HBCU uh, colleges, man. Because you know that's one, like you say, that's one big thing you pretty much experienced: the uh, lack of attention, the lack of recruitment for, and I guess respect for HBCU. So definitely shout out to you for a very impressive uh, IQ test. Hey, he so, said he scored forty-one out of forty-two. Yeah, I think it's 41 out of 42 or 42 out of 43, but it's definitely around that. So just to give you an idea, the average Wonder League score for a chemist is 31. Yeah. Huh? Well, you know, you're like, yeah, I do that. <laughs> you ain't tight. <laughs> so, but, you know, but what was this about? Didn't you get uh, a Walter Payton, uh, Walter Payton Award nomination? He jerked me. They jerked me, and I'm still mad about that. <laughs> Two years they jerked me. First year, first year I lost the award to Tony Romo, and he's man. Look, in college, granted, he was a, a high percentage guy, but he only had like 1,200 yards passing. So I was like, God damn, who are you throwing? The, you running the ball? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he didn't have many passing yards. I had like 4,500 passing. You know what I'm saying? Like 40-something touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy. So when I walked in there, I kid you not, I'm walking in there thinking, I'm about to win this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I'm, look, this is my award. Right. Put that in my bag. Let me tell you what's crazy, right? It was it was me, Tony Romo, Brett Gordon, the quarterback from Villanova. I think that's it, right? So let me tell you how nervous they were. Their highlight film, when they showed their highlights, was about probably 45 seconds, maybe a minute. My shit was like three and a half minutes. <laughs> Damn. And, and and they were looking at they were looking at me like, "Damn, you throwing that there?" <laughs> like even what the dude was like, the dude Brett, Brett Gordon was like, "Yo, my man, uh I got to give you your props. You was you was throwing that thing." And I got jerked, man. Like when I tell you got jerked, so you know what they told Doug? What? Oh, he's only a he's only a red shirt. 
he's only a, a sophomore right now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he'll be back for years to come. This ain't no if – if it was a senior award, you should say this is a senior award. This award goes to the best player in 1AA. I was by far the best player in 1AA. Now let me go to the second year, my junior year. Damn. <laughs> I go, Jamal Branch. Jamal Branch played at Colgate, a non-scholarship league, ran for <laughs> like 2,000 yards on like 2,500 carries. <laughs> I could have got that award. I could have got them stats. Yo, Yo Luke touching. He used to carry the ball like 55 times a game for 200 <laughs> yards. That's crazy. So, I got jerked again. <laughs> so now, you know, we like, look, and every time I got jerked, we didn't, we never stayed for the, the one double A championship game. We always left because it's like, Yo, you jerked me. You want me to stay around for this? Come on, Slap man. In the face. I'm not staying for that. So right. now, senior year, which which I throw 56 touchdowns and six interceptions, mm-hmm. and don't even get an invite. Lane Damn. Campbell. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Black <laughs> Campbell don't know who Black Campbell is, right? <laughs> but look, I throw for, I throw for them the 44, 4500 yards, 56 touchdowns, six interceptions, and don't even get an invite. To the Walter Payton Award ceremony. Wow. Wow. So again, they jerked me. Yeah. <laughs> they can't, you know, you can't deny that. But I mean, they jerked you, but you did get an opportunity to play for my favorite team, the only, only NFL team, New Orleans Saints. Holla at your board. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So man, like that's dope to me, man. I, like I'm telling you, because I was five, I was I remember the years I was all on newspaper. I'm like, he don't like that. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, look, I was a bop. I was bopping for you then, man. So like, how was it? Like, <laughs> how was it? Uh oh, I ran you off. That's that New York City five G. Because again, with Reggie Bush, Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? Joe Horn, uh, Charles Grant. You know what I'm saying? I'm there with all the guys. So for me, it was it was surreal because these are dudes I saw on TV. These are dudes I'm just watching everything else. So now it's like it's it's crazy. It's 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 crazy. So I'm, I'm sitting there like I'm sitting there like, damn, this is Charles Grant. You know what I'm saying? Like. This is Joe. This is Deuce McAllister. <laughs> so it was. Sorry, I, I had to say it. I had to say it. Like it, it was crazy, man. The Washington Drew. Drew was just coming off the shoulder injury, so now you know what I'm saying. Drew, Drew was trying to, you know, he was trying to heal up and everything else. But Drew was so chill, so cool. You know what I'm saying. He he, he helped he helped me with the playbook. You know what I'm saying? Everything else. It was it was it was dope, man. Like even, and I'm gonna tell you what's crazy. Because I was a New Orleans native, the Saints were smart. They took me, you know, they kind of had me on a little tour for ticket sales and everything else. Mm-hmm. Because again, I'm a New Orleans native. I'm playing with the Saints. Guess what? Oh, they're gonna get tickets because he's here. You know what I'm saying? They knew we had done it grambling and everything else. It was smart. So mm-hmm. it was cool, man. It was exciting. I enjoyed yeah. it. 
Wow, this sounds like Drew Brees because, uh, you know, shout out to Kyrie Robinson, K-Rob. He came on, we did an interview with him a while back, and he said similarly yeah. the same thing with you about Drew Brees, how he's laid back, you know, true leader. He has some great skills. So, man, so what was one thing would you take away from being in that atmosphere? You know, just telling, you know, some up-and-coming kid, uh, up-and-coming star, especially, let's say an HBCU uh, football athlete trying to get to the league. What would you tell them? Um take care of yourself man take care of your body your body is your business once you get to that point you know what i'm saying like your, your everything is about your body you know what i'm saying like if you're not in the best shape possible it's not their job to get you in shape you got to get in shape mm. you know what i'm saying and guess what your that's that's your money your body is your your body is your money if you want to get paid guess what you got to be in shape so you're able to perform man so it's just pretty much locking in putting in that effort putting in that time and effort to work and everything else and just like i said stay out of, stay out of the, the bs man it's it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff like i watched a lot of dudes who i was with who once they got money kind of lost their mind you know what i'm saying hanging with the wrong people trying to be trying to be gangsters and everything else man gangsters don't play football facts gangsters don't play football and a lot of them was trying to be gangsters want to carry guns and everything else i, tell, I used to tell like i used to tell dudes on the same thing like look we're in New Orleans. If you somewhere you're in trouble, tell them you know Paso. <laughs> like that, yeah. <laughs> like that. You know because again, like I said, you know I love my city, and when, and when you know what I'm saying, one thing about our city, when they got somebody that got the goods or doing well, they gonna make sure they're not in trouble. They gonna make sure they're doing what they need to do to get them out the hood. And then once they get out, even though they ain't with them, they feel like I'm with him. Yeah. Because guess what? He's out the hood representing the hood. You know what I'm saying? So for me, that's that was my approach when I left with the Gremlin. That's why I wore number 10. Like, I, I never get. They tried to give me number 13 at Gremlin. I can't wear that. <laughs> why, so wait, why you wore number 10? I'm, I'm from the 10 ward, man. I can't wear 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I never forget. I went in I went into Coach Bill's office. And I said, Coach, I need to holler at you. Because that was, you know, he was the one that got me to Gremlin. So our relationship was you know what i'm saying different like he's like my father you know what i'm saying like even right now today we still talk every other day and everything else like that's my guy so when i went another them i said coach uh can we talk he's like what's up i said they put number 13 in my locker he was like and i said i said that 10 represents more than just a number for me i said that 10 is me letting my hood know that look i'm all right i'm holding it down i'm i'm, I'm doing the damn thing you know what i'm saying like Yo, I'm representing us. So right. when they see that 10 on TV, on the news, on social media, they know, you know what I'm saying, we all there together. So Coach was like, you know what? Okay. So Gary Morris, who was the holder, he played quarterback and he was also the holder for the team. Coach walked in there, told the equipment manager, take 10 and give take 10 and give the Bruce <laughs> Morris. So my dude, just like that. <laughs> so it's picture, it's picture day. So we come in there. So we out there early because remember me, I'm like, look, I didn't see what number I got. So right. I got there. Gary Morris came walking in late. So when he walked in late, he saw 13 in his locker. So he's like, yo, 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 the homie, you got to give me my jersey. I said, this ain't your jersey. This is my jersey. <laughs> like that. So he was like, wait, wait, wait. So when he went to the equipment manager and God bless the dead, Chucky baby. Chuck was like, hell, baby, what the hell you worried about the number for? Your ass ain't playing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> he, you know what I'm saying? Gary took the 13. That's my guy, Gary Morris, man. Out, out of Baton Rouge. That was my dude. You know what I'm saying? And Gary, Gary wore 13, and then everything we was it was all good from there. Man, that's funny. I see. I'm telling you, like, you know, I was in the band, I played trombone. So when we pulled up, you know, we got off the bus, you know, I had my headphones, well, I had my earbuds, and I don't know what we had back then, but I had some kind of music device. So, you know, with that long wire. Exactly. <laughs> For real. So, you know, I'm listening because it's from the 99 to 2000. I'm listening to the Hot Boys. I'm listening to the uh, Locks. You know what I'm saying? I'm listening to the Blueprint, to the Hover. You know what I'm saying? What you was listening to? What genre of music? And what was your favorite artist? Jeezy, baby. That was another one. <laughs> Thug motivation, man. Look, I used to play that sun up, the sundown, all the way. Over. See, me, I wasn't because I wasn't from New York. I wasn't a big Jay Z fan. So everything with me, everything with me was Jeezy, Hot Boys, anything Cash Money, right? And, was, and then I had, and then of course you know I had my I had my bounce music, man. Yeah, I had to have my boss. I had look, I had Jube. Look, I had all Jube albums on there. Like yeah, I had to got Jube. Uh, we make it move, man. Uh, we make it move, man. Uh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They used to be looking at me like what? I used to be like, stop. Pause, stand up tall. <laughs> uh uh, uh, uh do the do the uh. <laughs> <laughs> That was me, man. That's you know, I always, you know what I'm saying? Like I used to, I, I used to be locked in with that. You know what I'm saying? And, and if I if I didn't if I had anything other than that in, it would be I, I kid you not, I used to listen to a lot of like um a lot of gospel music like um like the R. Kelly gospel album. You know what I'm saying? Like the one when he had with You Save Me and all that on it. Like, you know, I used to I used to play that a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like that was that whole the album, that's my that was my chill when it's like, all right, let's lock in, let's focus. I used to put that on. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, hey, you know, we go we go there, we go there, definitely having a fun. So, you know, one thing is it's hard, you know, making the transition. It's hard for a racehorse to be, you know, go off the passage. It's hard for someone working to go into retirement. You know, yeah. how is it that, you know, you come in, you know, having this great accolade, this great success on the field and off the field? What was this transition to becoming a coach, you know, from a player to a coach? You know, what's crazy. It, like people think it's easy to do it, but it's hard, man. I can imagine. It's hard. And it, it's hard for the simple reason you got to you got to remove yourself now. It ain't about you anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's about that kid now. So a lot of times as coaches, you kind of, I would have did this, and I would have did this, and I would have did it this way. No, it ain't about you no more. It ain't about you. So now, you know what I'm saying, what could what could you do to get the best out of him now? You mm. know what I'm saying? And and when I when I went into that was me a lot of time. Like, yo, and it was like, yo, like, because I'm like, yo, I would have did this. Oh, I wish I'd have got that. I would have did. And the kid looking at me like, you know, can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> right, like I'm trying here. So, as a young coach, you kind of because you still stuck in the middle of, am I gonna try to go back and play, or am I done playing? Right. You know what I'm saying? With me, when I said I was done, I was done. I was done. There was no looking back. There was no like I'm done. Like I told people times that I I played football, but I enjoyed 
the coaching side of it because I enjoyed having the battle of the wits with the opposing mm. team's defense and D coordinator and everything else. Like, that was me. Like, mine for mine, I'm better than you. I'm going out, thank you. I'm smarter than you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I enjoyed about it. So it wasn't the fact I enjoyed playing. I loved coaching. Like, when I played, mm. I was a coach on the field. I used to call my own plays. You know oh, what I'm wow. saying? And coach trusted me calling my own plays because the time we put in, remember I told you, all I did was watch film, put the time. team in, plays and everything else. So when I was out there, I was an extension of him. You know what I'm saying? If you watch, if you watch the Bayou Classic from the one in Houston, right? And mm-hmm. if you watch the pregame, if you watch the pregame stuff, you'll hear Coach Spears tell me, all right, baby, you got it. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's on you. You know what I'm saying? So he would give me the first drive. If I would take us down to score a touchdown, then I'll get the second drive also. You know what I'm saying? If I start to get sporadic, then he'll tone it down like, all right, on me, on me, and then he'll make the calls. But he he allowed me to make checks. He allowed me to change plays and everything else. So, like I said, we had that trust factor there. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's the main thing with it. Like, as a coach, especially as a young coach coming into the profession, you got to be able to remove yourself from the equation and think about the kid and how can you get the kid better and get him to accomplish all of his goals. Talking about the kid, we just had the kid, the man, the star, the number one prospect out of New York, <laughs> Noah Bolt. He come in and say he's taking – his goal is to break all your records. No, so shatter them. He wants to shatter them. <laughs> <laughs> he would take so, all guess out of it. <laughs> so if I got to ask you, if you know, if you got to say which one you think he potentially will get, and which one you think he might have a hard time getting. Um he might have a hard time with that getting that 140. Mm. That 140 140 what? touchdowns in career. That might that might be in trouble because you know most quarterbacks nowadays you don't find too many throwing forty to fifty a year, you know what I'm saying? Like what 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 we were doing back then. But I tell you what, all the rest of my records are in trouble. If if they if they allow him, if they put the ball in his hand and allow and put the offense around him, I can guarantee you every record of mine is in trouble because the things I'm teaching him now and preparing him from now, I'm gonna be honest with you, he can walk in from day one and be ready to play. Wow. Because wow. the same thing same thing that Doug and Coach Spears did with me, I do with him. He got the freedom to change plays. He got the he I allow him to call his own plays. You know what I'm saying? Uh he has input on the offense. You know what I'm saying? So with him, like everything that I received, I'm putting into him. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say if they Put the ball in his hands and surround him with weapons. All of my records are in trouble. Wow, wow. So that leads me to this. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> I even know where to start, what to say. So, I mean, how much did you play a factor, you know, into his preparation, into the commitment, into into this whole grambling thing, this whole grambling commitment? Well, Noah and I spent a lot of time uh, with each other. I took the, I took the. Offensive coordinator job at Christ the King because of Noah. I saw him as a freshman. He was raw. He was raw. He just needed to be coached up. But I saw 
I saw some tools that he had that most freshmen don't have. So for me, it was like, if I get my hands on this kid for three years, he can be special. You know, mm. and, the, and the first time I met Noah, Noah gave me the illest mean mug. Like, who are you talking to me? I don't know you. Why are you? You know what I'm saying? So I had to tell him, you better check my resume. Like that. <laughs> you know but again, you got to know Noah to know Noah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Noah's not the person that's going to easily open up to you. You know what I'm saying? So when I came in, Noah didn't know who I was and everything else. So once I took the job and it made it known that I was going to be his coach, he and I started to talk and build that report with each other. You know what I'm saying? And at first, I used to yell at him and curse him out and everything else because I – I assumed that he knew more than he knew at that point. I assumed he knew more. And it was my fault for assuming. You know what I'm saying? And Noah used to, he used to look at me like, I don't know. And he'd be like, motherfucker, you don't know. How the fuck you don't know? Like, you <laughs> and I had to remember, I didn't coach him last year. I assumed that the dude that coached him last year taught him, you know what I'm saying, some things. Because he was a former college quarterback that was working with him prior to me. So I assumed that he instilled some stuff in him, but you know what I'm saying? I was wrong about it. So once I dialed it back, blank surface, I I had to open up to him because I used to yell at him about things. And every time he had tried to explain to me, I'd be like, motherfucker, you talking back to me? <laughs> so when we talked, he was like, you know, we had the conversation. He was like, coach, you never allowed me to. I said, yo, why you don't got nothing to say? He's like, you never allowed me to talk. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You absolutely right. What the hell you got to say? You better say something right. <laughs> right. I'm to say that's that old school stuff. See, it took too long. I gave you time to say something. You speak up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Once, once I did that, you know what I'm saying? He opened up to me about the family and everything else. Like, you know what I'm saying? His whole family dynamic and everything else. So now it became more than just a coach player relationship. You know what I'm saying? It became it became more than that. So I started my I started I started the seven on seventeen called the New York Hustle because of Noah. So I'm able wow. to so I was able to keep my hands on him year round. Cause you know how how the school thing is like, oh, once you get into this realm, after a while you can't you ain't supposed to be working with the kids right now. It's illegal to work with them here and everything else. So I started uh a seven on seven traveling team open to the whole open to the whole New York tri-state, you know, and uh, in my in my Impressive. organization, I had about 175 kids in my organization. Um, I had a 12U team, a 13U, two 15U teams, and two 18U teams. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So we would travel. The first year I started, uh, we, we got invited to the Deezus National. We went down to we, – we went down to Florida for the Deezus Nationals. We did other tournaments and everything else, but – it allowed me to continue to work with him and it allowed him to see competition outside of New York. So he mm -hmm. can understand that when I'm getting recruited, I'm not just being recruited against everybody in New York. I'm being recruited against everybody around the country. So he got a chance to see all these other so-called top quarterbacks and go against them and throw against them. You know what I'm saying? We went to the different college camps where he got to see those same quarterbacks and compete against them. You know what I'm saying? And he and he and sometimes he would be the one leaving with the scholarship offer instead of him, instead of the other guys. So he got a wow. chance to really, you know what I'm saying? Like I got a chance to really give him the exposure he needed. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And then once that, you know, once that happened, 
and like I said, he took off. You know what I'm saying? The next year, the next year he got better. So his sophomore year with me, he did he was so so getting acclimated and everything else. But his junior year, he went ballistic. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Because now you uh, a year in the offense, you know the offense now. You're comfortable in the offense. You're comfortable with your weapons. You've been traveling the whole all season. You know what I'm saying? Competing. So now his mindset was different. So that's why now I can tell you now. I can tell you right now, he's so ready for this year. Wow. And I'm talking about when I tell you so ready, like he's so ready for this year. So with me, it was like, you know what? Look, let's get ready. Let's prepare. You know, we was we you know, we was kind of upset that they pushed our season back. You know what I'm saying? Because sorry, fellas, I got that parking spot. <laughs> so, you wait, so, so you was waiting an hour for a parking spot. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Look, let me tell you something. So, sorry, but the parking spots out here, man, like getting the orgasms, man. When you get the parking spot, <laughs> you 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 celebrate that thing, man. Look, you see how long I'm <laughs> right? Because that's what I'm saying. Cause you stop the interviews, like, hey, guys, I got a parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> look, I was look. I was on the street. I saw. I saw that car pull out. I'm like, oh no! And again, but like I say, that 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 kid right there, man. He he kind of made me change my coaching style. Wow, you know what I'm saying? Like he made me like like the dudes joke now. They be like, oh, Noah made you softer. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't the fact he made me softer. He made me just be more. I would say open-minded, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, as coaches, you know, as coaches, we, uh, you know what I'm saying, you think you know it all. Right. You really think you know it all. And you and you don't think you can really learn nothing from a kid. You know what I'm saying? And I ended up, I learned I learned a lot from him, about myself, about him, you know what I'm saying, which made me a better coach and made him a better player. Wow. So, you know, I got this, I got this one thing for you. So earlier in the interview, we asked Noah, who is Noah? We're gonna ask this coach. What ask you? Who is Noah? You know, you're talking to the Gram. You know, we're talking to the Graham family, Gramlin base, the Gramlin fans. Who is Noah? Man, look, Noah. Noah's a special kid. Humble kid, very charismatic. You know, what I'm saying the team first guy. Um, he his aura just lets lets off nothing but greatness. You know, what I'm saying hard worker, hard worker. You know, what I'm saying like it's to the point where I be telling him like, look, take the day off, man. You know what I'm saying? He'll be at the park. He'll go to practice, and then the next day we'll have a day off. He's somewhere in another park throwing with his boys and everything else. Like, he just wants to work, and he wants to become good. And he, with him, this is his dream, wow. football. You know what I'm saying? He wants to do it. When when I first started when I first started dealing with him, you know what I'm saying? He was a knucklehead. You know, he was a knucklehead in the classroom sometimes, not doing work, not watching film and everything else, and now he's completely different. First time ever taking an SAT test, he scored 1130. He scored 1130. Wow. First time ever taking an SAT test. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's that type of guy. You know what I'm saying? And my thing to him, which I always tell him is, don't be great some of the time. If you great, be great all the time. Yeah. Don't lower your standards for everybody else, because I damn sure ain't. You know, <laughs> <what I'm saying? laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I tell him all the time, like, look, man, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people out there that ain't gonna like you because you're good. Fact. It's gonna be some people that like you because guess what? They think you're gonna make it, so they're trying to leech on and tag on. Hang on. I say, 
I see, but the one thing about me, where do you make it to the NFL or you become, because he wants to major in engineering, or, you know nice. what I'm saying, you do your thing in engineering and everything else, you can count on one person being there. Coach going to be there. Nice. You know what I'm saying? So that's just my thing right now, just trying to help him weed out and understand who's in your corner and who's not. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you know how everybody is. They see you getting all the notoriety and exposure and everything is, oh, no, you great. Oh, mm-hmm. no, you this. Oh, no, you that. So with me, it's just like I say, and the crazy part about it is he's not a big head kid. You know how most kids, you know how most kids, you know what I'm saying, get the big head and everything else? That ain't even him. Wow. We could he's tell just, on that. We could tell that uh, going in when he was here. So we got Shula Gibb hanging out. She said the Graham fam is here for it. Great job, coach. Welcome to the fam, Noah. Black excellence. Yes. No, that's like I say, he's going he's gonna to be great, man. Like I said, the fan base is going to love him because he has that. Like, you couldn't really get a look at him. He has that um, Patrick Mahomes look. You know what I'm saying? With the hair, the light skin, you know, the light skin, them light skin dudes. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he got the, the Patrick Mahomes with the hair, you know what I'm saying? And the the whole um light skin and everything else. He's 6'4, you know what I'm saying? But he has that Brett Fall gunslinger mentality. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I like I told other grandfather people, he he it's a different vibe coming. He's not coming to be a backup. Hmm. It's no disrespect to the quarterbacks they have now, but that's just the way I've trained him. That's mm. the way I have him. I'll, I got him programmed to go all times. When it's when it's go time, it's like, yo, coach, give me the rock. Let's go to work. It's like that. You know what I'm saying? Like tomorrow, like for those of you going to see tomorrow, if you tune into the, the live stream. It's going to be a sports talk and friends group. Sorry, I had to throw I'm that telling in. You, if you if you tune in, if you tune in, to the live stream, you're gonna see him go to work tomorrow at two o'clock. You're gonna understand who you getting. You'll get to see mm. who you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure y'all tune into the group Sports Talk with Friends uh Facebook group. It's gonna be streamed live in our group. So uh definitely get a chance to check Noah Bowden out. Wow. Yeah, man. Like I said, like you'll you'll get to see it. And like all like all like I said, man, you, you just gotta wait to see it. Cause with, with me, you know what I'm saying? Like I I have nothing but good things to say about him because I've watched him grow from the little kid I took over as a freshman to the young man now that's, you know what I'm saying, about to embark on being a college freshman, you know what I'm saying, in less than a year. You know what I'm saying? So I've seen him, the ups and downs and everything else. So to watch him now and everything else, just even today at practice, you know what I'm saying, the way he was leading, I was just sitting there watching like, damn, he didn't came a long way. You know what I'm saying? But... I don't even have to say nothing because he's an extension of me. Like, I got to practice late today. Practice started at 4 o'clock. I got there about 4 or 5. But as I'm walking in, I can see they already were stretching. They already doing everything else. I don't have to say nothing. Like, Noah has it. Yo, it's yo, it's 345. We supposed to be on the line. Yo, we got this. Yo, stop fucking playing. Yo, this. Like, he's he's the guy, man. And everybody wow. knows we're, we're going to go as far as he takes us. Wow. Impressive. Shout out to you because you know it's you know he's growing. You see, you know, you speak about the maturity and the growth in him. That definitely high points the maturity and growth in you. So uh shout out to you for not only holding down, you know, Grambling, the HBCU, but shout out for holding down New Orleans from uptown, midtown, downtown, all the way to New York. You know what I'm saying? Let them know who he is. You heard me? That's what I'm talking about, man. 
Yeah, man, I miss the city though, man. I got I got to get back, man. I, the last time I was there was first week of March, man, for my mom's birthday, right before COVID hit. Ouch. So, yeah, man. You know, I miss you know when I sit back sometimes, I miss the city, but I just hope my city gets it together, man. Start with all the senseless, you know, what I'm saying the senseless killings and everything else, man. Like life is right. already life is already short, man. Don't make it even shorter. I got a couple of questions for you, Coach. What's up, Coach? So the first one is, um, you up there in the, you know in the Big Apple? How would you compare the uh, football scene up there compared to the South? You know, in the South, football is God. So how would you compare you know the two two areas? You know what's crazy? It's gotten from the time I first got here to now, it's way better. And believe it or not, they they have teams up here that can compete with teams in the South. Like as a matter of fact, I'm putting it out there right now. Whoever's okay. listening. I want to play. I want to bring my my kids from New York. I want to go down to New Orleans. So if I got a team in New Orleans or in Baton Rouge that want to play, I want to bring my New York boys down there to the boot and beat up on one of y'all teams. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> That's an STWF exclusive, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Make that happen. Like, yo, I want, I want, you know why? Because I want my kids to understand. You know what I'm saying? The levels to this football thing. Like, yes, you can be good in New York, but there's levels to this. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, in the South, football is God. Football is life. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people up here that play football, that play football, but they're not football players. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for me, like I said, in terms of them, I'm just, I want them to understand, like, I want them to see this is the standard. Because guess what? If you can compete with the standard, if you can compete with them, their ass is in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I told, like I told all my boys, like everybody, I was like, oh, you don't want to bring them New York boys down here. Y'all get your ass whipped. Take the game and prove it. <laughs> if you whip my hands, whoever it is, if it's if it's my boy, if any of my boys is coaching, if they take the game, they kick my ass out of the game. I'm gonna laugh and like, motherfucker, you beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm gonna give you your props, and guess what? We got work to do, right? But if right. I run out to the boot and I beat you, <laughs> are we second line? It's trouble on your ass. <laughs> and I did. I'm gonna be honest with you. And I threw this. I threw this out there to a couple of my boys, a couple of my former teammates that's coaching ball. I feel like there should be a Gremlin Classic where people like me, who's a Gremlin alums. Uh, people like Jermaine Mills that's in, in Texas, Grumman alum, uh, John Petty, um, uh, Landry Carter, all of us who are football coaches, you, we should have like a, a a three or four game, you know what I'm saying, like a triple head Gramlin yeah. at the stadium. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, that's recruiting for Gramlin. That's cool. Because right. now, now we're in the stadium, that's recruiting for you, but now you get to see, you know what I'm saying? Like. Now our kids from those different teams get to see Gramlin. This is the same grounds we walk. That some of you in this group may one day walk. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I that's what I would like for them to do. Like do like that, man. Like open open up the stadium. Let's start to bring some of our Gramlin guys that's coaching back to coach. You know, bring their team into the stadium to coach. You know what I'm saying? To play games and everything else. Hey, Coach, I can definitely, um, and I'm pretty sure my partner would agree with me, you make that happen, you can count on STWF to be there for the exclusives for you, man. 
Like, yes, like even if, like even if, even if it's a team from out of Shreveport, if it's a team from out of Shreveport or Monroe that want to play us, we'll come. We'll play Neville, West Monroe, anybody. But I want to play in Grambling. We, I play Ruston High, Neville, because Ruston and Neville just played in Grambling Stadium a couple of days ago. So you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. for me, do the same thing. I play Neville, Ruston, anybody. But I just want to bring my team to either come home and play at Grambling. Oh, I want to play in New Orleans, Baton Rouge. I want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to bring my team down there to play against one of the guys. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that would be dope. Yeah. Now, last question for you. Now, definitely, I've enjoyed this interview by far. So, you said that, you know, in dealing with Noah, he's changed you as a coach, you know, during your duration with him. What, if anything, are you going to do differently with your next signal caller? Um... It's, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is? It, I, I don't know because they're all different. You know what I'm saying? And and I got two good ones behind Noah that's battling right now. Uh, I got uh, Victor Moran, uh, white white kid, looks like Ben Roethlisberger, baby Ben. You know what I'm saying? And then I got <laughs> Christopher Howell, who's a lefty, smooth mm. lefty. You know what I'm saying? Like he just, everything to him is slow motion. Just, yeah, coach. <laughs> <laughs> He can throw the rock, and then I got another one that's playing JV, uh, who's like the dark horse of the group because in all three, there's uh, Zaya Lewis. In all three of these kids are sophomores now, so wow. once Noah's once Noah leave, one of these gonna have to emerge as the leader, as the guy. You know what I'm saying to be the starting quarterback next year because I only have like six or seven seniors, so my whole team Damn. coming back. Wow. So that's why I, that's why I want to come down south. Yeah, that's, that makes sense now. <laughs> guess what? Hey, I'm bringing sand to the beach. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, let's go, fellas. Buckets of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I, I got I got dudes that they need to see. You know what I'm saying? Like I got a 6'5", I got a 6'5", wide receiver named Sean Wilson Jr. He got like 15 offers. Class of 2022. I got a class of 2023 DB. Uh, six three one ninety, uh, Tavon Nelson. He got fourteen Big offers. DB. I got a, a class of twenty twenty three D lineman, six three two seventy. Um, think he two seventy two seventy five. Uh, Tyreek Blandon. He has about fourteen offers. You know wow. what I'm saying? I, um, I got a I got a six three wide receiver, six three one seventy wide receiver, Stanley Stanley Oxford. I got a, a speed demon, Dang. Khalil Harris, four four. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got dudes. You know what I'm saying? I, I got I got dudes, and and they're young, so my thing is like, look, wow. let's go. Like my whole defensive line next year is sophomores. My whole defensive line is sophomores this year. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I'm only losing two off defense, two off defense, two on offense, three on oh, offense. Yeah. I think. Great. So, right. Everybody get up out of here, but I definitely uh, got to ask you this. So you know, coming from, like, I'm in Dallas. And one okay. thing that I missed about New Orleans is hot Sasha's tatted. I can't find them out here in Dallas. You know what I'm saying? So what's the what's the thing you miss about home being out there in New York? Man, oh, hold on, sorry. Yeah, my like you said, I miss the hot sausage with cheese. I miss the chalk grilled oysters. Oh! You, know <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. I miss those things. That's why when I took when I took my team to New Orleans for the seven on seven tournament, I had to take them to the hood spot, baby. Yeah, I had to take them to Louisiana discount. I That's it. Right, 
water, baby. <laughs> First of all, it was a culture shock for all the kids because they were looking like, where the fuck does Coach have a? <laughs> <laughs> they see, see food, groceries. They see tennis shoes, tennis shoes, rims. They see everything. <laughs> Coach, we eat this. Yeah, follow me to the back. Let's go. Right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what the art on the cheese don't ask me no questions. <laughs> For real. When they got that hot sauce with cheese, they killed that thing. You know what they said, Coach? When we going back? So we had to make a stop. So before we went to go catch our flight to go back to New York, we went back to Louisiana Discount so they could get one to go. <laughs> Already. Hey, shout out to you for giving them the true New Orleans experience, man. You got to get the high sizes on pole, high side of pole ball with cheese. Yeah, they don't look. They, they were like, Coach, how do you order? I said, hold on. Yo, let me get a hot sauce with cheese, extra patty. Yo, extra yeah! patty. <laughs> check, <laughs> check, check. Look, only thing, did you give them the big shot? Like, did you sign it out with a big shot? Couldn't drink nothing but the big shot. Yeah! <laughs> Yo, big shot, big shot and ever fresh. You got it. Right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Man, I hate I hate we gotta put the brakes on this, man. But hey, any shot any shout outs you got before we let you go? Man, look, just shout, shout out to my shout out to Grandfam, man. Yo, shout out to you guys, man. Thanks for having us and everything else, man. Look, I appreciate what y'all doing, man. Continue to you know what I'm saying, bring people on, spread the word, you know what I'm saying? This is this is big, especially right now during the pandemic, man. Like, yo, this is this way for everybody. To see what's going on and everything else, you know what I'm saying. Shout out to my Christ the King boys, all my coaches and everything else. Shout out to the players and everything else. My my kids, you know what I'm saying. My girls. Shout out to all of them, man. Like yo, I, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited where I'm at right now. You know what I'm saying. You know what? I'm just I'm just waiting for one more phone call. I'm hoping I I hope I eventually get that phone call to go back to you the G the coach. You know what I'm saying. Like that's that's don't want it in the know. atmosphere. Other than that, yo, they always say speaking into existence. So yes, sir. You know, like I say, I'm hoping that one day to get that call and get back to the G, the coach. You know what I'm saying? That's you know, you mm. know, I tell them all, you cut me open, I believe black and gold, baby. Just so, like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you know what's what funny because that came to me that uh, I was like, man, this is kind of like Doug, you and Doug because you know you gotta remember I was in a band, so I watched that relationship between you and Doug as a, as a uh, quarterback coach, and I was like, is this his way to get back at Grambling and coach? So that's what I was thinking way yesterday, days before this. So uh, we're going to touch and agree on that, brother. So it's definitely going to happen for you. Yeah, but no, nah, that's all I'm like, yo, again, man, thank you guys. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for supporting everything else. And, yo, let's make it, let's make it happen, man. Like, I, I can't wait to get down there back on the yard, man. That's right there. But uh, this is dude on the league bro. I don't say the league bro without the junior kicking it with my host, my partner, Coach Lee. You got it there before we get up out of here? Hey, everybody, this has been a blast. I've caught myself a couple of times just listening to the story, but it's been great. But make sure you tune in next week. We got Roy the Robot Martin. He's going to be on an exclusive interview with us. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep bringing the athletes to the fans because that's what we do. Definitely, man. Appreciate hey, it. Bro, you got to have man. a sense of urgency now. It's a portion. <laughs> Let's end it with that G, man. G. Hey. You rock stuff. Game against Alcorn State.